0: Starting with with the budget um, in the release, it was between administrative and athletics, a a million-dollar, I guess, cut coming in there. What does that impact you guys with, maybe?
1: There's an expectation for athletics to increase its contributions or reduce and make reductions in our budget to a tune of $500,000 for this next fiscal year, and we're committed to being part of that solution. We've talked a lot uh, with our coaches and and our administrators about – what's going on in the world, uh, what's going on in higher ed, obviously what's going on at Missouri Western, and what's going on at athletic departments uh, all across the sports landscape, whether it's power five, uh, whether it's division two or division three. And, and we've had our principles of, we need to remain positive and we need to be able to adapt. And so it, it's a time to adapt for us. It, it is substantial. It will be felt, uh, but we'll be surgical about it. We'll be strategic about it. And, and we're fully committed to not just meeting our 500,000 goal, that the president said for us we'll exceed that in athletics because uh it's time for us to adapt and and, and step up and be part of the university solution
0: this to kind of i guess clear up everything because it's kind of coming at the same time with the virus too th- these cuts were not because of the virus right or is this already in place
1: beforehand well I, I think uh there's two different factors here you have the academic review that that was going on at missouri western which is not something athletics. Uh, has been part of. And I think as things have grown and state budget cuts have come out of the financial situation at our institution um, has increased. And at this point, it is now time for athletics to uh, continue to be part of that solution. So, so I do think that what has happened within the past few months, absolutely, um, is new for athletics. And it will be a new normal as we move into 20, 2021. Uh, with a lot of unanswered uh, questions regarding playing seasons and return to play, and and what playing seasons look like, uh, but but we have a lot of people working the national level as well uh, as at the Mi level, MIAA level, looking at those and creating contingency plans. But some of them we just don't have answers for just yet.
0: But this is not, This is something that no one ever wants that to, to kind of look at. But is there any concern about programs at this point, or, is, or are they they're safe at this point from from the cuts?
1: Yeah, right now, I don't think that's a strategic decision that I would recommend uh, from Missouri Western. I, I think you have to take a step back and, lo- and look at how we're funded. Uh, we pride ourselves. We are not bloated by a giant subsidy of student fees. In fact, we have the lowest student fee to athletics in the MIAA. Our overall budget is in the lowest quartile of the MIAA. Meanwhile, we are fundraising seven figures annually of external revenue to support our operating budget, which is at the top of our league and we take great pride in that, that uh, we have low low subsidies at our institution. You, you look at though the way Missouri Western is structured and, and we've heard about the 10 year decline enrollment that drop that's happened over the past 10 years. Well, if you take this past 10 years of athletics enrollment, it's actually increased 40%. Uh, the average aid per athlete has actually gone down over the last 10 years. The average athletic scholarship at Missouri Western is 28% of athletic aid is, is built up into their package. And then you look at what our on-campus housing situation looks like here on campus, it's 25% of our campus population living on campus, eating at our dining halls, uh, filling our residence halls are student athletes. And so when you put all of those together, uh, it's one of the reasons that we are continuing to increase the student athlete population at Missouri Western is to help counteract those. Uh, we're looking at potentially opening up our rosters and seeing Uh, what we can do to increase our walk-ons that we have and increase those roster sizes. So there's a lot that goes into it. And the way we're positioned financially, enrollment-wise, and and athletic package, it does not make a lot of sense to recommend a reduction where I I understand that question. Uh, It's probably the first natural thought that would come to mind when you really dig back and look at the numbers. Uh, that's not a solution that that would yield good financial results or otherwise uh, for for the institution.
0: And and kind of along the lines with all the academic reviews, uh, I was kind of going through, kind of looking at the majors. That's not really affecting student-athletes, the majors that are cut, and there's not a lot of fallout. I mean, there's a lot of kids across campus, I think 300 or some, less than what it was, but it's not really affecting student-athletes, majors so much, I guess, right?
1: We've identified of, of our 391 current student athletes, 30 uh, fell into a, a phase out category. Uh, almost all of them either have a like track major that they can go into, or uh, they are far enough in their program where they will graduate before the three year phase out concludes. And so we're a snapshot of, of the general university as a whole, I, off the top of my head, that math, that's probably about eight, 9%, it's less than 10% of our athletes are impacted. and. And I think it goes to show you some of the numbers that we see in, uh, at this campus where a large part of our graduates, I believe that 75% are coming from about a third of the programs, and the athletes are are no different than that general population of our students as well.
0: Looking, looking ahead, you talked about getting a lot of feedback, whether it's the MIAA or NCAA as a whole. I guess, what is kind of the outlook on the fall? I know we're still a couple months away, and there, there, there's – a lot of unknowns still to kind of go through, I guess. What's kind of the outlook for for the fall right now?
1: Well, it's something we're budgeting, obviously, and we put a, a task force together internally as we uh, aim to meet and exceed that $500,000 that the president has put on us. But I think a lot of on the reduction side, once we can model that, it comes to what does the playing season look like? Does football start on time? Do fall sports start on time? Uh, are we going to be playing a 50-game baseball schedule? Will that be reduced? Uh, there's a lot of conversation going on at the national level with the commissioner's level um, and with athletic directors throughout the country. And I think different institutions will do different things that are best for them and their financial landscape because it is not a local issue to Missouri Western in that regard. This is a national athletics issue um, at every level. And, and so I don't think we have answers to that, but but I my personal feeling is there has to be some national regulation of what seasons look like. And I don't think it's feasible to operate in 2021 as we've operated in 1920. And I hope after one year of some of those changes and in, in what scheduling structures look like, postseason opportunities look like, we are back to where we are. But but those are the ultimate questions that just don't have answers. Um, and it's something our league will be looking at here in the next in the next few months. And I think we'll have a lot more answers probably come June. Uh, And and right now we're focused even on at what point can we reopen our athletic facility for our teams to report back. Typically, we have 120 football athletes that are here the first week of June, and and they're here all the way uh, through camp. And and we don't know at what point it's safe or are we allowed or do we have the financial ability to bring those athletes back. So there are a ton of questions, uh, but I, I, I feel I keep saying June 15th. To me, is that deadline that we really need to have a solid plan and answers for the fall. Um, the further we get past June 15th, it's going to be more and more difficult to adapt and pivot that we like we need to. Hey,
0: you talk about it. You brought up it's, it's a national thing, and Missouri, there's numbers. St. Joe has numbers, but it's not like it is in New York, California other places like that. so is it basically with the whole NCAA if they're still having issues in their states that impacts what you guys can do here and that's kind of the waiting game you guys are on so football or any other sport maybe push back or move to February or something like that just because on what's going on in other parts because it's all under the NCAA umbrella
1: well I think uh, you are going to be able to see football returning St. Joseph faster than you're probably going to see it happen at Rutgers. Right. And then, so you think the national perspective, the university of Iowa is in the big 10 and Rutgers is in the big 10. And so what do you do there? The same thing, the Kansas city chiefs are probably going to be in a lot better position to host a large crowd than the San Francisco 49ers or the New York giants. And, and so when you get into the sports landscape, uh, it becomes all the more complicated. And so we're fortunate in division two and, and with MIAA, we're, we're all regionally located enough. We're different states, four different states in our league, but at least we're in the same region. Uh, but, but these are our questions that, uh, that there are a lot of answers to right now. And, and I think there's There's a lot of anxiety as you go through, and and I think everyone wants to make sure they're making the right decision from a health and safety perspective, but now schools are having to make decisions from the financial perspective. It is two buckets um, that we're looking at, and at first, it was just the health piece. Separate from the health aside, whenever that starts, there is a financial piece because everyone is being hit in all sectors of our economy from COVID, and athletics is no exception at any level.
0: You talk about the anxiety of this, this kind of waiting. How do you guys help, whether even the coaches, the student-athletes, deal with all this uncertainty? Because there are so many questions and not many answers yet because nobody knows how this may unfold in the next month, three months, six months.
1: We've preached positivity and ability to adapt. And that's not only internally. That's with our student-athletes. And our coaches have done a great job. And and you see coaches across the country that have uh, – some had probably never even done a FaceTime before. and Now they're holding full team meetings through zoom uh, and they're finding new ways to connect. And, and we've challenged our coaches. How do you, uh, how do you connect when you're not physically with someone? And, And they've done a great job of that. How do you build a competitive advantage that we feel is critical to cohesiveness of team programs and where we're building where that's been stripped away from you. And so you can think of it one way, Oh my gosh, we, don't have the ability to meet in person, or we don't know when we're going to be back on campus or when we're playing, or you can think of it as what are we doing now uh, to put our position ourselves in a position for when that day comes, we are ready to hit the ground going as best we can relative to our competition.
0: And, and final question for you. Um, this one's pretty much kind of, I guess, out of your hands in a lot of ways. There's not a lot of answers yet. Um, Andy Reid's been asked about it. The Chiefs been asked about training camp. That's a big thing up here. I guess for Missouri Western side of things, it's a, a, even more of a waiting game, I guess, because the NFL's got to come down and go through the Chiefs. I guess there's just a lot of waiting, I guess, on that part too.
1: Well, we're absolutely right now from Missouri Western perspective planning to host a training camp, knowing that that may be feasible, it may not be feasible. Uh, we're in communication with the Chiefs really on a, on a biweekly basis. and. Uh, they're dealing with the same questions, right, on what is the safety in Kansas City, what are NFL rules going to be, and, and there just aren't a lot of answers. But uh, we'll plan for camp, and we'll also plan for contingencies uh, for a no camp or for some, from some sort of modified training camp. But really, we have no clear, uh, clear picture of what that looks like just yet. Fortunately, camp is still uh, more than two and a half months away, and, and I think there's a lot of time for the country – to recover and part of the optimist in me is on this whole thing is this is a worldwide problem and there are so many smart people that are attacking this issue whether they're scientists whether they're otherwise and so whether it's a vaccine or whatever it may be if you look at where we were when March Madness was canceled on March 12th to where we are at the beginning of May It seems like a long time, but it really hasn't been that long. And there's been dramatic changes, but also dramatic steps forward in understanding this virus. So I think two more months from now, what does that look like? So I'm positive that that progress will continue with all the people around the world that are dedicated to finding a solution.